0: How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode three of the 2023 Saugety Stallions podcast. My name is Reagan Harold, joined alongside Chris Machado, and we want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Vincent Longo General Contractor, making your vision become a reality. Chris, we've certainly seen some good visions come to fruition for the Stallions. Uh, Before, we had a little bit of a rough night last night against uh, the Glens Falls Dragons. The Stallions just finished up a nice three-game win streak.
1: They did, and it came against good opponents, and the 9-5 to win against the Oneonta Outlaws, the teams they had yet to beat, and especially good, especially, you know, they beat you twice here at home, good to travel up there and go home, get back on the bus with a win. As regards to the doubleheader against the Glens Falls Dragons, it was the continuation game of the June 16th cancellation that got canceled to rain if you were watching on YouTube. And then the doubleheader game that made up for the Canadian wildfire smoke. I do believe the next time we see Glens Falls, it might have to be another doubleheader due to the rain that we yeah. saw upstate. But other than that, right now the Stallions are 6-7 and seven and hoping to track up from here.
0: Yeah, and certainly uh, good things to see. You know, early on in the year, if you remember last year, the Stallions in their first fourteen games, they were two and twelve. It was a very rough start last year, and they finished off third overall in the PGCBL. Certainly early in the year, and you know, it was a tough night last night, and we saw after the game there was a very long discussion in mm-hmm. the clubhouse with uh, the coaching staff and the players. And you got to think that's going to help the, these younger players become. You know, grow up. You know, mm-hmm. really just grow up and you start to learn what college baseball is all about. But there certainly is plenty of positive things to take uh, from over the last week, and last time that you and you and all uh, you all uh, talked to Chris and mm-hmm. I. Uh, by the way, we have a great interview with Andrew Amato at the at the end of the episode. Uh, Andrew will be joining us, and he's been a guy that's been red hot of late.
1: He really has, and that's alongside guys like Ethan Conrad, Keneally, Daldell getting in some good hits, and especially Eli Small with the walk-off winner. Uh, Andrew Amato, just one of those guys that seems to cement himself in the outfield early on. He had a couple nights off before last night against the Glens Falls Dragons. But other than that, I mean, he's makes an outsta- outstanding plays out in either left center or right field.
0: Yeah, and another guy that's made some excellent defensive defensive plays and has been really good with the bat of late after a little bit of a slow start, Damian Keneally. Man, he has picked it up. He had a three-hit night last night, a big RBI, double the game before in our 9-5 win over the Outlaws. Damian Keneally over at the hot corner. How impressive has he been uh, both defensively and in the batter's box?
1: Yeah, making those defensive Superman catches that we've been lucky enough to see in call and Just like that, always there for the routine ground ball, whether it's a ball that eats him up a bit, he still maintains it, doesn't really cause any errors, is always able to throw it over to either second or first base extremely cleanly. And with the bat, yeah, what I'm starting to realize is Keneally is finally getting on the ball and he's really pulling it into left field for the righty and and it's leading to extra base hits.
0: Yeah, and another guy that's uh, been able to hit the ball to all parts of the ballpark, Ethan Conrad. Mm-hmm. We actually got to see him pitch a, a little yeah, bit yeah. yesterday <laughs> yeah. uh, in game two against Glens Falls. But uh, the Marist Red Fox, man, he has been incredible. The outfield, you know, has really taken shape. We talked about it on the last episode, but it's been a lot of fun uh, to watch. And, you know, speaking of fun to watch, man, Eli Small, he comes up there and yeah. hits, the, hits the bat <laughs> or swings the bat with violence. Sometimes maybe we want to shorten up a little bit, but we got to see him do that. You remember yesterday, a little bit of a tough start. Started off 0-2 with a pair Mm -hmm. of strikeouts. And then gets behind 0-2 in his third at bat. And we see a young guy like Eli Small make the adjustment, shorten up the swing, and end up having an RBI single in that third plate appearance. What's it been like for you, Chris, to see these younger guys start to really develop over the last few weeks?
1: It's been really awesome, especially if – I know you're talking about these guys that are fresh out of high school going to Mm -hmm. start now playing for – their college and especially when you narrow down to a guy like Eli Small, you realize why this kid's going D1 right. to Kentucky. I mean, he makes the adjustments in the batter's box, not in the dugout when it you know, comes to it and he's able to set himself back down. You know, We have seen him go up there, I think a few times with a hit first mentality, you kind of see it like his first one, maybe two swings are huge hacks and yeah. it's like swinging for the offensive. Uh, for the fences excuse me but then he takes a deep breath steps out of the batter's box he like controls himself back down and he's able to just get those knocks into shallow you know outfield that are rollers and falls into noseman's land and then hey he's got base hits yeah
0: he's hitting the ball hard all over the ballpark but big thing right now is we need to continue to make adjustments a lot of these guys they are up here for a number of reasons and some of them have been you know, they need to improve their game to improve their college career. And by, if they can do that, look at our coaching staff. I mean, Colin Martin was one of the best coaches at the NAI level. Rich Doobie, I mean, his resume is long from here to all the way back to Georgia for me. And it, it, these guys on the team, especially the younger players, if they can make the adjustments of these coaching staff, the coaching staff is trying to preach to them Mm -hmm. and just get better every day, just get a little bit better every day. That's going to lead to one, them being a better baseball player, which I think that's the main point Mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, summer league baseball, to get up here, sharpen your game and get better. Whether if you're a guy like Eli Small or Hudson Brown that's uh, about to go into college, or maybe you're a JUCO guy like uh, Keneally, Aaron Stella, Jenis, Waynman, all Mm -hmm. Polk State guys. Or if you're, uh, you know, Xavier Rodriguez, an older uh, guy that's looking to get signed to an independent baller, hear his name in the draft coming up. Mm -hmm. Well, Whatever the case may be, uh, you're up here to learn from, you know, arguably the best coaching staff in the PGCBL. Mm -hmm. And if they're able to do that, yes, they become better baseball players, but they're going to do that now. They'll become better now. Give you a perfect example. Look at what Sean Shipley did yesterday oh on the mound. I mean, wow. night and day, his first two uh, appearances out of the bullpen for the Stallions, Sean, you could tell he had the stuff you know, three pitch pitcher, fastball, slider, and a changeup. A young guy too, freshman at another JUCO d- uh, down down in Florida. Or actually right right there yeah, next yeah, to yeah. next to Weber <laughs> Navon Park. Anyways, uh, you know, Sean he had he had the stuff, but he just was not able to locate. And I was talking uh, to Mr. Shipley in between the games, and in that game one, two innings, five strikeouts, and a flyout to Eli Small out in center field. Talked with Sean, and what was it? he said? I was just I had to go in, get with Duby, and work on my mechanics. And he was just a little mm-hmm. bit too. Uh, he wasn't in control, mm-hmm. basically. He he had a little bit extra kick. I, don't, I can't really stand up to yeah, show, show everybody. <laughs> but he had a little bit too much of, of a kick, and his head was too loose, and he was kind of coming around. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. instead of, so like, kind of stand, stand up here. So instead, instead of coming directly through and right. to the play, he had a little extra kick and a wobble, and it caused that slider to really pull, or his fastball to be not so accurate, but he made that little adjustment uh, that Rich Doobie uh, taught him, and you see that. Now we have another guy that we're a lot more confident. I mean, those first two starts for Sean, he had five walks, and it's like, you know, is Shipley going to be a guy for us? Mm -hmm. We didn't know that, but now, after he's made the adjustments, Boom, there right. is another guy. I mean, Andrew Rucci. How about Rucci having a big ba- yeah, he, uh, bounce back?
1: he got pretty banged up in that 14-2 to loss against the Outlaws. But, hey, he came back, got two strikeouts, I believe it was, and then worked a couple fly balls. And, hey, it all worked for him. And not only that, you know, we mentioned on previous broadcasts, everybody, it seemed like almost every pitcher that got banged up in that Oneonta game and then the 9-8 game to the Dutchman came back. We saw Speakman, Ayala. I know I'm going to be missing a few here. Ryder Moy's always been pretty solid, I would say. Yeah, Horan. Liam Horan. There you go. There's one. And I know I'm I'm probably missing one or two more. Speranza. Yeah, we saw that too. And then even Marco Gibbons, you know, still needs to get a little bit more control down. Still seems to be a guy who's struggling just a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, not that his appearances were night and day, but certainly... And Tracking play. in the right direction. Right. It's a slow improvement, but hey, at least it's some improvement.
0: Absolutely, and I, like like we've said, just have these guys keep making adjustments. And you know, as we kind of get into the middle parts of the season, stay mentally sharp. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a long, long summer. Uh, this is different for a lot of guys. They're used to having a you know, three four days off, then play a series, have three four days off, and it's playing. You know, it, now we're talking about playing five, six games a week, yeah. and that's the way it's going to be, and it, that's really what it's going to come down to for all the teams of the PGCBL. Who's going to be mentally sharp, and especially the way it's looking, obviously you have Amsterdam. that's uh, they, They've established themselves as the top dog uh, in the East Division right now, mm-hmm. but – it's kind of a crapshoot after that. Mohawk Valley's got a little distance on second, but you have us, Oneonta, Albany, all right there, and we're going to be facing some of these teams. Uh I got a little bit of a road trip coming up, yeah, don't we, Chris? Yeah, coming up
1: soon we do, especially this weekend starting off. And, yeah, it's just going to be extremely interesting to see where the rest of the season goes. You, mentioned, you made a comment in the press box earlier saying, like, hey, different team in July now. July's yeah. right around the corner, and, hey – Time to sharpen the skills, hone the, hone the edges, edges. Excuse me, and you know, just truck along and start winning games back to back to back, establish a winning streak now, especially with July right around the corner.
0: Yeah, and hey, players can come in until July fifteenth. They can, they and can. if these players for the Stallions right now, if they don't make these adjustments or it, even if they're if they're not trying to mm-hmm. and they're not being team players or whatever the reason may be. And hey, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. Last night, energy was not there with, in the Stallions' dugout.
1: No, it definitely was not, especially because our press box is right above their dugout. We can hear the guys and pretty much what they're saying all night long, and last night it's kind of just a cricket zone.
0: Yeah, and it's just and it'd be one thing if that's kind of how it's been this year. It's like okay, that's just what mm-hmm. it is. But we've seen so many ga- games yes. at this point where the energy mm-hmm. has been High, high, high. The boys are buzzing. We're feeling good. We make these big comebacks against, like, uh, Albany. Uh, big win. The energy was great uh, the night before at mm-hmm. Oneonta. It was an away game, but where we were set up, I mean, we were, you know, yeah. 30 feet from the dugout, so we could hear hear the boys uh, getting after it. And last night, it just didn't really seem like it was there. And I, that's something that this experienced coaching staff, too, they're going to realize and pick up on, and guys could, you know, and we've already seen we don't we're not going to talk about who uh, exactly, but you know there are guys that they've realized being in Saugerties maybe isn't for them, mm-hmm. and they've all, already packed their stuff, and that's opened up other roster spots that can be filled by management for the Stallions. But that's not our department. No. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll just kind of see uh, what what comes with that. Uh, tell you a little bit about the upcoming games before we kick it over. Uh, to the interview, we are going to be on the road uh, tomorrow, Friday. Today we are uh, not, we're not. We're not doing anything. We're, we're hanging out. Yeah, yeah just hanging day. out. A oh, chilling. Clock. Oh, hanging out. Uh, and then uh, we will travel to our good friends up in Albany at Dutchman Field. Uh, we'll take them off 6:35 first pitch. Uh, then we'll have another away a little bit of a road trip uh, this weekend. Sunday it'll be a 5:15 first pitch. Uh, we take on Utica for the first time this year, and then we will wrap up the road trip, 7 o'clock up at Oneonta. I would say, hey, shout out Oneonta Outlaws. Yeah, I love Very that feel. Hos-
1: there, And the yeah. hospitality there yeah. from the Outlaws – very nice people good organization up there
0: but we do come back home tuesday we will face the oneonta outlaws here uh at Cantine field and then we'll be back on the the road against mohawk valley on thursday before we come back on friday to take Glensfall take on glenn's falls again at Cantine field so there's kind of your schedule uh so mm-hmm. you can catch all the games on our youtube uh channel right here uh and that Mm-hmm. When we're at Kansas, I feel come on out to the ballpark, folks. Have a great time. Uh, you know, Rob Vanderbeck on, on the uh, PA is always fun. Got Lou and Michaela down there. Had a ton of fun games. Have the kids come out to the ballpark. But, Chris, if you have any uh, final thoughts before we kick it over to the interview.
1: Yeah, just the, the final thought is, as Reagan said, the games. The road ahead is not going to be an easy one. And it's not going to be an easy rest of the season at all. The season ends July 29th. Of course, the Stallions hope to make the playoffs. But, hey, you need to make these adjustments It's not for certain if more guys are going to be coming in before that July 15th deadline. And hey, just, you know, master the skills, be a team player, be there for the guys, pick each other up and make noise in that dugout. Going to have a successful season. And just the only thing, I'm noticing that the Stallions have had a a little bit of a problem with leaving runners on base. Got to bring them around, get those RBIs in. You're not going to win ballgames by leaving guys stranded. But other than that, the road ahead is going to be tough. But, hey, Stallions can do it. Yeah, that's
0: a good point you hit on. We left a lot of runners in scoring position, especially in that uh, continuation game against mm-hmm. Glens Falls. But, by- Early in the season, plenty of adjustments being made. Like I said, we were in a lot worse spot last year and ended up third uh, in the PGCBL. We wanted to end up like two years ago and hang another banner outside here on the Stable Club. So we're going to our over to ourselves and Mr. Andrew Amato. And this interview is brought to you by Ulster Savings Bank, full service bank from checking to loan insurance and your investment services, full investment services, uh, everything you need with uh, Ulster Savings Bank, go oh, check them out, we're going to kick it over to ourselves, and Mr. Andrew Amato. Okay, we welcome on a very special guest to the podcast now. It's a man that's swinging a red hot bat, Andrew Amato. Andrew, how's it going, Vidal? It's
2: going great, thanks for having me, guys, appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely,
0: man. Uh, you know, first off, I think this is, this is going to probably be the question we ask a lot of players uh, first off
2: with the interview. But, Andrew, what you liking about Saugertie so far, man? I mean, there's nothing, you know. I could complain about my host family's great, coaches are great, the teammates, you know, I love them to death. Everything's going, you know, according to plan so far with myself and I'm just happy to be here. It's a great place, great spot for summer ball and I got no complaints.
0: Yeah, I mean, you are kind of from the area for me. I got up here and I was like, this is New York. Yeah, Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm
2: a little familiar with upstate New York, Uh, you know, as a Connecticut native, but it's gorgeous up here. I mean, the mountains and the water and everything, you know. It's a great spot to be. You a
0: big nature guy? I, like I love nature. Floors.
2: I love hiking. Yeah. You know, I like being outside. I try and start every day by going outside and getting some sunlight. So you know. Smart guy. Can't I, complain.
0: I get the, the, what, the vitamin D. I get the blood. <laughs> Got
2: to get the blood flowing. Get the sunlight. You know how it is.
0: Yeah, we might. Have to, I think I might be like a team bonding thing, Chris. are you thinking about like maybe like doing like a little nature trail hike or something like that. I, I've heard hey, there's some good it nature works. trails. It works. I've
2: heard there's some waterfalls too. Ooh. Ethan was telling me about that and uh, Evan that there's some you know water. Falls up in the mountains and stuff. That might be my
0: hey, be a move, right? an idea. Yeah. yeah. There
1: you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, for yourself, or you know what? I'll start off with this. Considering you're wearing the shirt. Yeah. Why Delaware? Uh, so I started my career at High Point University last mm-hmm. year,
2: and I had a pretty okay freshman year. You know, highs and lows. Flashed right. some good tools, and mm-hmm. my family and I decided uh, in the middle of the summer last year actually that it would be best to go a separate direction. So. I decided to enter the transfer portal and Coach Mamula, he recruited me at a high school when he was at Florida Atlantic and he got the head coaching job at Delaware. He actually started his career there, I believe, as a volunteer assistant way back in, I think, the early 2000s. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he, that was kind of a full circle moment right there and then, you know, everything he had to say about the program and the opportunities that he could present for myself, you know, just seemed right, uh, like the right fit. I got yeah. on campus, I loved it instantly and I. Probably the best decision I've made for my career thus far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems like a fun, fun school to uh, be at. I, they obviously uh, engage well on social media. I saw that uh, their baseball account retweeted when yeah. we did the uh, yeah. post game with yeah. that big, that yeah. big win. But man, you've been swinging the bat so uh, well at the beginning of the year. I was talking with uh, some of our uh, some of my Weber guys, ex uh, Seth. And I was like talking with them from a pitching perspective. It's like who's the guy that's just uh, really seems like he's got that uh, little extra something in the batter's box. And they're like Amato, Andrew Amato. <laughs> and I'm like okay, all right, we'll see. And then uh, we we kept seeing and seeing yeah. and seeing. You know, I mean, what's your approach? And when you're uh, in the batter's box, you know, what's kind of going through your mind? And you know, what's the count that you want to that you really like to hit in?
2: Well, I mean, I'll start with the approach first. I mean. You know, I try to be loose. That's something I've been, you know, trying to emphasize more this summer is being more loose and letting the game play itself. You know, enjoying the game for what it is. At the end of the day, it is a right. game, and we're blessed to compete at this level. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, I've been trying to not stay more laid back, you know, but enjoy, you know, everything around me and enjoy the game and respect it and do all the little things right. So, but once I get in that batter's box, you know, it's you know, it's life or death. You know, every yeah. pitch, it's a every pitch, it's a competition. You yeah. know, I'm in there. Just trying to put the bat on the ball, put my best swing on it so I could, you know, help our team get in the best position and win a baseball game at the end of the day. But, you know, I'd say the best count to hit in is, is that 2-1 count because, I mean, it's a little little joke on the team. You know, I say you get to the 2-1 the count and everyone's like, why is the 2-1 count best to hit in? my point of view, the 2-1 count is a very attack friendly count from a pitcher standpoint they're trying to get back in the you know they don't want to force that 3-1 count right they're mm-hmm. always trying to get back in yeah. the zone 2-1 there so it's either going to be a heater in the zone and that's the best pitch to hit in baseball if everyone's wondering the 2-1 two, heater <laughs> Two-one <laughs> heater. <laughs> but if they throw in that 2-1 off speed pitch too in my, the back of my mind I'm sitting dead red on that heater but I'm knowing too they're trying to flip something over here to get that count even at 2-2 two because two, yeah. they don't want to force 3-1 because then that's a really dangerous count forcing ball four and they've really got, got to get in the zone there
0: what, what is it about being able to adjust? What's the biggest key uh, for a batter to make that adjustment? Say it's that 2-1 count, and you're expecting foreseeing fastball, you know, bottom part of the zone, but how do you recognize and keep your hands in the zone long enough to be able to adjust to a slider or a changeup?
2: Um, I think the biggest thing is obviously building off that heater to start with. You know Everything rolls around the fastball, but being able to hold my load and – you know really feel the stretch in my swing to adjust to that you know slider or change up that's around. that's something that we emphasize a lot at mm-hmm. my school we practice that our bp is very tough our most people argue our bp is harder than the game mm-hmm. and we do a lot of mixed stuff a lot of two machine drills and right. it's a challenge but once i get in the game you know it feels effortless that i could build off that fastball but if they flip in a heater, or a change or if Sorry. Curveball. <laughs> Curveball or a change up there, I feel like it's almost, you know, effortless at this point. It's just falling back on my training and trusting what I can do. Yeah, you just got, yep.
0: got, got to trust your training. As <laughs> so what we're doing up here is trying to get better, yeah, right? Pretty yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Um, and you mentioned trust and training. So you see, like, you already got good tips for yourself. But yeah. is there anything, you know, maybe while you've been up here, this great coaching staff with Colin Martin, yeah. Doherty, and Elon, anything that maybe they've told you that's really stuck in your mind? And I, you think,
2: I think the biggest thing that – all the coaches, you know, kind of circle back on is really not taking any opportunity mm-hmm. for granted. And I feel like, you know, summer ball, it's, you know, most guys will view it as, you know, just an opportunity to get at bats and try and compete. and But their their perspective on it is, you know, every pitch, every at bat, you don't know when it could be your last one, right. whether it's mm-hmm. here, whether it's next year, two years, you know, trying to treat like every pitch like it's that last pitch of your yeah. career. I mean, it's been a complete mind shift for me. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've, you know, learned to yeah. really come together and love every aspect, every part of the game, whether it's a blowout, we're blowing someone out, you know, we're, you know, getting kicked in a little bit. It's like, it doesn't matter, you know, we're still competing that pitch every right. pitch of the game till, you know, the ninth inning comes around.
0: And you don't want to cheat the game. I mean, exactly. The, like this game's given all of us so much, even though I mean, Chris and I not playing, but I mean, I think about my entire sports media yeah, career started yeah. uh, with, with Weber baseball yeah. and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Colin and like you just mentioned, I mean, how uh, mm-hmm. they, they've been a- able to help you. But what about like older guys um, on the team? Because, you know, with me what, – what are you, you're a sophomore? just up yeah, your sophomore just year. Yourself,
2: sophomore year. Yeah, yeah, so
0: like for me, I'm heading into my fifth – or my senior year. I got yeah. that, that COVID fifth year. I got yeah. I got a little, little rust on it. It's yeah. you know, a little worn out. But, you know, I think about it more and more um, with you. You still got a couple more seasons. For but sure. like I think about it, and I'm like, dang, I got – 10, 11, and God willing, we make uh, NAI playoffs, we get a few more, but it's like, man, only so many more games are going to be able to play, and that's something, you know, as an older athlete, Mm -hmm. I've been able to kind of learn and, you know, really start to gain that appreciation and don't take any moment uh, for granted, but is there anything that, like, you know, older guys on the team have kind of uh, taught you or with you having college experience, is there anything that you've... Talked with younger guys about mm-hmm. to make them mentally sharper, or just uh, something uh, that that you've uh, helped them with in general.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like with some of the older guys on our team, it's you know just trying to pick their brains. Mm-hmm. From my standpoint, you know, I, I feel like it's best to learn by just talking to people and seeing their perspective mm-hmm. on things and how they go about their business. So right. it's been really great to you know just hear everyone's thought process about mm-hmm. you know their philosophies and their approach with the game. I think that's been the biggest learning you know curve in my experience with this whole college baseball thing, like Mm -hmm. being able to just talk to people and learn from them, it's the best thing in the world. You know, the more you talk to people, the more you're going to gain. So I feel like that's been like probably the most beneficial thing for me Mm -hmm. is just being able to go out with so much experience that we have on this team, and you know, it's a great group of guys, and right. they all have bits and pieces that work for them. And then you know, taking a little bit from here and a little bit from there, and yeah. then putting it together for myself to you know implement to my game, right. it's the best thing in the world. But I, I feel like with the younger guys on the team, especially you know, you got the two Con- uh, Kentucky boys that are going there next year, yep. and then you got River Hart. And, I mean, even Evan Dieter, he's, you know, just finished up a really good freshman year, too, and Conrad, too. But sometimes, you know, they'll have a bad, you know, at-bat or two in a row and you see them, you know, getting down on themselves and I'm kind of just pull them aside. I'm like, hey, like, listen, you guys are here for a reason. You're very talented baseball players. There's there's mm-hmm. no need to fill your thoughts with so much negativity over, you know. It's a, it's a sport based on failure. Yeah. You, you could feel great that day. You could have the best BP of your life, and you could go 0 for 4, and you could feel terrible in BP, and you could go 3 for 4 that day. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a hard game. That's why you can't beat yourself up on it too much. So that's definitely something I've tried to emphasize with them, you know. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up because you just smoked the ball right at someone. Yeah. You know, Hudson, for example, has, you know, stat statistically wise a, a slower start, but you yeah. watch him play, everything he hits is, yep. you yeah. know, right on the really barrel and it's yeah. it's right
0: to someone, mm-hmm. so, you know. All I mean, you, cr- cr- not to cut you off, yeah, but, no, no, I, no. I mean, Chris, how many times have we said on, on the broadcast, Hudson Brown, the stats don't back, back it up, but he is going to have a huge season this year?
1: Yeah, we you say it all the time, and, you know, we know he's, what, how tall is he? I think he's like 6'5", right? Yeah, Something around a, there. He's and a big, he's a big guy, power hitter. Kind of just waiting for that to blossom out yeah. right here at I mean, yeah.
2: it's, it's an adjustment curve for him, too, you know, going yeah. into college, you know. Mm-hmm. Game definitely speeds up at this level, so yeah. it's been, a, you know, an adjusting period for all of them. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, the kid can swing the bat and – it doesn't show on paper that's why I don't even I can not even tell you what my numbers are right now because <laughs> I don't care to look I yeah. care to compete They're pretty good. and yeah <laughs> pretty good <laughs> I mean that, that's all right but I just you know every time in the box it's I'm 0 for 0 yeah I'm O yeah, for O yeah, that yeah. at bat yeah. it's it's that at bat that matters and you know yeah. we build off that
0: yeah well we certainly yeah. been able to build off more and more uh this is my last question for you Chris So gonna, you know, yeah gonna, I got one more yeah you got you got one more yeah, but yeah. Uh, my, my last question for you Andrew it Beginning of the year was a little frustrating because we had you know rain stopped us, then smoke stopped us, and yeah. then rain again stopped yeah. us. And, but now that we've kind of gotten into a groove, we're consistently playing. How big do you think that's been for us? Uh, you know, we got j- we're just on that three game win streak uh, before we failed at Glens Falls, looking to get another uh, win streak uh, going uh, tomorrow. But you know, we're starting to play consistently every day. Do you feel like the team's really started to find find that groove now?
2: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, it's it's a lot easier to get to you know know a group of guys when you're playing with them every day and you're around them every day and when you have all those scattered off days and rainouts and everything it, it's tough to build that team chemistry so yeah. i feel like especially the bus rides have helped guys get yeah. closer to each other because you know we're in the back playing mafia or something yeah. or, you know just talking to each other getting to know each other and that pregame, you know just talking with everyone and then you know once you get on the field too you, you see guys start to gel yeah. you know Coach has a better feel of who hits uh, better in some spots in the lineup and stuff, Ruff. and you could see it resulting in a lot more runs and you know a lot more mm-hmm. wins. And you know yesterday was the one off where, you know, it was. I mean, what our day? I hate to say it wasn't our day. It was yeah. just you know it was not good baseball yesterday. Yeah. We did not play you know the expectation that Coach has for us and. Yeah we got to learn from it and move on quick because yeah. it's a long season. And have the energy. Exactly. Yeah. Have
1: the energy and, you know, just come out and compete every day. That's yeah. what it's all about. And so I guess my final question, I guess the final question of the podcast is, just basing off the last two questions for you, you know where our press box is. We're right above the dugout. Oh, yeah. We hear you guys talking and encouraging each other every single day, every yeah. single game. This locker room, this clubhouse mentality, you guys been growing close with each other. Just how is that, if you can describe that? Uh, it's pretty
2: surreal how quick you know we've gelled together. I, I feel like I've known most of these guys for years on end, and I feel <laughs> mm-hmm. like I've known you two for years on end yeah, at this yeah. point, and we've been here for three weeks in the season, and yeah. there's a lot more to go, so... I definitely think it's, it's, it's – surreal is the way to describe it, you know, how well – I mean, I don't think there's any, you know, clicks like you normally get in summer ball right. with guys of three yeah, or four yeah, yeah. hanging out together. I feel like everyone's close with each other. Everyone yeah. can go up and ask a question to someone comfortably. And even with the coaches, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's pulling for each other to get better, to work harder. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day, and that leads to wins. Yeah, absolutely, it does. Hopefully, yeah. we got
0: a lot more uh, coming up. Andrew, uh, if you have anything else you want to say to fans or family back home or anything, Mike's all yours. If not, we're all good, brother. Roll
2: ponies. Yes, <laughs> there sir. you go. Let's win a chip.
0: Yeah, yeah roll ponies. Let's keep on uh, rolling. Like I said, let's go win some PGCBL That's chip, right. baby. That's right. Yeah. All right. Thank all of you for tuning in. We'll be right back next week. Thanks, man. Of course. Awesome. Thank you. Of course.